Hello, world. You are listening to Townley Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Welcome back to Townley Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept of money and breaks it down into itty bitty pieces so I can understand it better. So, and maybe you can too. Today, we're going to talk about money tools. Money tools are products and services that allow you to manage your money. So this can be anything from a spreadsheet to some software, and we're going to go over the different parts and break down what those tools are and what they can possibly do for you. The first tool, of course, is the spending plan itself. This is the plan to keep track of all your money. So before, if you were just getting paychecks and then spending it however you did, there was one account, things come into it, and then as you had expenses, stuff goes out. Well, the spending plan attempts to take your forecast what your income is going to be and then also sets aside piles of money or sometimes envelopes of money or categories of money that you can set aside so you're planning ahead. You know how much you need for your rent or your mortgage. You know how much you need to pay for your car or how much you need to pay on your credit cards, etc. So it's a more sophisticated way instead of just money in, money out, simple. You do have to put some thought behind it and you'll start to see what your spending habits are like going forward. So the plan consists of ways to track all your money. This is going to include bank accounts and credit cards, loans. If you have FSA or HSA accounts, those are for your medical spend. And then any business accounts you may have. It can also track savings, essentials and wants. Those are the three buckets that all of our money goes into. So when money comes in, we have to assign it, whether it's going to be savings, it's going to pay for essentials and wants. Remember the savings is 20%. That's where you start with your emergency fund. Essentials is for all the things you need just to make a living, right? You need to put a roof over your head, so that's going to be rent or mortgage. You may need transportation. Your transportation budget may be simply a, a bus pass. I mean, there's there's really no no way around it. I mean, and then you got clothes, and we're talking about basic clothes and such. And then we have the rest is once, and we try to break that down into 20% savings, 50% essentials, and then 30% once. Now, of course, those percentages are going to change based on your needs, but that's just kind of the target I like to shoot for. Also, in your spending plan, you're going to have categories. So you're going to have things like dining out or clothes or you know stuff for the house, groceries, you know, automobile, maybe you're tracking your gas. So you'll need to come up with some different categories. And then I have a tab on my spending plan that also talks about net worth, and I'll get into that a little bit longer. But that gives you an idea how you're doing overall month over month going forward. The next tool is how you want to pay your bills. There's lots of ways to, to how you can pay your bills these days. You can go more of an automation route. You can charge bills to a credit card directly. In fact, a lot of the services today, like phone systems and, and uh, you know, if you pay for your mobile phones and stuff, they almost require you to go to um, a credit card or you have to, to draft out of your, your checking your savings account. So, some, some people don't give you that option, but others do. So you can decide whether you want to deal with automation so you don't have to worry about being uh, being late on any of your bills going forward. Uh, personally, uh, I, I try to avoid this at all costs. I go with the next one, which is the bill pay. I actually watch the money come in, and then I go on to my online bank, and I launch the bill pay, and I actually pay the bills as if I was going to write them a check. Luckily, I don't have to write all, well, I have to write one check, one check for my homeowners association, But other than that, and really then, the only reason why I pay a check is because they want to charge a fee for some other way. But I prefer bill pays, and I do that on paydays and the 1st and the 15th. So it's it's just a couple days out of the month that I have to do that. But 
<clears throat> that's the way I prefer to do it. So, so bill pay. So you can go into your bank and pay your bills out like that. And then there's the old school way, right? You can sit down at the table and write out checks or pay in person. I mean, I know the grocery stores around here, if you want to pay your water bill or electric bill, you can go in person and pay those. Well, they also have payment stations that you can go to. That's a little bit more old school, but some people prefer to do it that way because that's the way they've always known. So those are different ways that you can pay your bills. The next tool that's at your disposal is rewards. So if, when you're using those credit cards or your checking account, there's a way for you to get paid to use money, right? You can use interest earned on savings or checking accounts. If you go to places like Nerd Wallet, you can find where banking accounts and credit cards will actually pay you cash back to use them. So you use them for your everyday, use them, and then when you get paid, you pay them off totally. But in the meantime, you're accumulating points or sometimes you're rewards so that you can actually get money back at the end of the month. Uh, we've set up a few of these ourselves. Our, our, we've actually found a checking account that pays over 3%. I know it's crazy, but it's been doing it for years now. And then we have a couple of our credit cards that actually pay, one pays points and the other one just gives us cash back after you hit a certain amount and you can apply that to the balance. So it's free money. I mean, I'm using their money. I'm paying off my credit cards each month. And so there you go. That's what we're going to do. That, so make your money work for you as well. I mean, it, it's just another revenue stream that you can do. It's not going to, you're probably not going to be able to live off of it at first, but maybe eventually if you get it, it looks like it's going to be the way to get a little bit extra. So rewards. Some people like to do travel miles, right? If you travel a lot, maybe use a credit card, they will give you travel miles so you can use that to travel. So it's less expensive for you to keep traveling or doing what you want to do. So and some give you points. If you want to take those points and, and buy something with them, you can you can usually have a, a few choices of what you can go out and spend your money on. It could be clothes, could be a little bit of anything. It could be gift cards. It's up to you. It's worth looking into, but rewards is definitely a money tool that you should be looking into. The other thing is you have at your disposal, is there's, there's a ton of apps out there to help you track your money. Some of them are automated. Some of them are more just like frameworks. Personally, I like to use a spreadsheet, but uh, but there are other there are other apps out there like Mint. Mint is a free money tracker that tracks your accounts and puts your spend in different categories. So this is more automated. So you put in your account information. Mint goes out to your accounts, checks your balances, brings it back to them, puts them on a dashboard for you. Uh, this is a very popular app. A lot of people like to use that. It kind of it's kind of strange for me. Uh, I, I don't like putting my account information into other systems, so I, I prefer not to do it, but I'm a little bit more old school. I know the younger generations today, they, they don't worry too much about that, so they'll do that. And it, and it helps you. I mean, it's better than doing nothing. It's better than just money coming in and going out. At least you'll have an opportunity to see a lot of categories and stuff. And now that I think of it, you know, a lot of the credit cards that you get these days, they will also try to do that, and bank accounts for that matter. As you spend money, it'll try to automate automatically set assign categories and give you an idea of where your money's going. So a lot of that is kind of baked in now to whereas before it wasn't. Those are a lot of services that a lot of financial institutions are, are doing for you. But Mint is an app that you can use on your phone so that you can at a glance kind of see how you've been doing over time. The next one is YNAB, and it, it's uh, it's also a money tool. It, it's not free. It's like four, four, $15 a month, and I think they have an annual plan as well. But it helps you plan how you're going to use your money. So it's a little bit more forethought, a little bit more forecasting. But it is an app that will help you attempt to, you know, with your spending plan going forward. There's a, another app called Good Budget. It's it's more of an envelope. It's a free envelope-based system. It's it's a lot like electronic envelopes. I mean, you can go 
kind of with the Dave Ramsey system and use actual envelopes and put money in there. And when the money's gone, you're done with that category for the month. Well, this one does it more in a electronic style format. I think there is also a paid version of this one. There, there is a free version, but there's also a paid version that gives you a few more features as well. And then there's every dollar. It's a free budgeting framework software. So there's no syncing to bank accounts in the free version anyway, but they also is a paid version. If you go to NerdWallet, you'll see a lot of these tools. You can just kind of go Google NerdWallet and then go into, you know, money management tools or money tools, and it's going to bring up a lot of choices for you. I, I'm not going to try to go over all of those in this podcast today, but uh, believe me, there's a lot of stuff out there and you find the one that works for you. So that's a lot of different money tools. I mean, money, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. You can make it as simple as possible. And I've attempted to do that for myself. So I'm just going to kind of go over my system, how I do it, right? So for me, I don't use any of the applications. I use just a spreadsheet. It's a spreadsheet that I created and it includes a net worth tab that I was talking about earlier. So each month I go look at all my assets. I go into all my accounts, all my investments, and I put them into this spreadsheet and I add them up. And then I take all the things that I owe, right? So my car loan, what I have left on my mortgage, whatever, if I have anything on a credit card, very rarely do I do. But if I do, or any loans that we have, I do have a couple of loans, so I'll track those as well so I can get my overall net worth. And I do that once a month. I do it on the first of the month. I like to go in and just kind of see how my stocks and stuff are doing. I try not to watch that stuff every day. And then I have a, a tab for spending plan targets. So this is actually the plan itself, right? So. I put in there what I make and what my wife makes, and then I go into different categories and I just kind of set aside what do I want to spend on each category. You know, I go through my savings first, make sure I'm getting the 20% or plus if I'm able to do so. And then I put everything else in groceries, food, gas, all of those set categories. And I set a target number for them. Now, these aren't fixed. I don't have to, you know, nothing bad's going to happen if I don't hit them, but this is just kind of where I'm targeting. This is the whole purpose of sitting down and kind of planning where the money's going to go going forward. So, and then next I have a summary page. This is a pivot table that pulls in information from different parts of the spreadsheet. I know it sounds way more complicated than it really is, but uh, it's just a place is at a glance. I can kind of see how much mad money I have. My wife can see how much mad money she has. We can see how much is in the checking account. You know, if we want to go out to eat, we go, Hey, we got a few bucks. We can go out and eat and not have to worry about it. And then we'll put it in the category. And then I have a tab for all my different accounts, whether it be credit cards or bank accounts, when it's like a register. I just created a register for each of those accounts. So when I go use my credit card, every few days or so, I'll go in and, and I'll put in the stuff. And then, you know, on every couple of weeks or so, I'll go look at the, the site, you know, and make sure that I'm balancing. Make sure there's nothing popping in there that uh, doesn't belong there. I may have told you before, but I was a victim of identity theft. So I'm a little paranoid about that stuff. So I kind of watch, make sure the receipts go in, make sure that, you know, nothing else is being charged or that things are being properly charged. Sometimes you go out and you may think that you only spent like 50 bucks, but the bill comes back and you it came back $70. So you can kind of challenge that and kind of see what happened there, whether or not. So not to get too far off base, but I do keep a, a register of all my different accounts. And then I have a tab for my HSA and FSA. So we have flexible spending accounts or, or my wife has a, a, a health savings account. So we keep track of that, you know, for our medical expenses, anything we need to get doctor's appointments, all those types of things. We want to track those as well to see when we've used all that money in the FSA example, it's kind of a use it or lose it. You have to use it by a certain time with hers. We don't have to use it. You can, it's a perpetual savings situation, but so in the spreadsheet, that's what it's for, right? So it keeps my net worth. It keeps my kind of overall 
health, how I'm doing, and then I have a place to kind of track my expenses going forward. So, and I do that just as a spreadsheet. Doesn't cost anything. It's um, not free. I mean, I did have to pay for the software, but uh, but I use it for a lot of other things, work included. So, and then I take all the receipts on a daily basis. I kind of throw them in a pile, and I'll I'll put them into my spreadsheet every once in a while, kind of make sure that everything's kind of in flow. And then, you know, I pay my living expenses every two weeks. I get paid every two weeks. So at that time, I'll take my credit cards that I've used as my, you know, doing my living expenses, and I'll go ahead and pay those off first thing. So it's, you know, that's another reason why I track them so I know how much money I'm spending, make sure I pay those off so I'm getting all the benefits of the rewards, but I'm not, you know, keeping a balance on it going forward. And then on the 1st and 15th, I actually pay my bills. So I take all my bills, kind of see when they kind of fall out a few days left after and I go ahead and go into my bill pay and I, I pay my bills. So, I mean, that's, uh, so I, you know, twice a month, maybe sometimes the first and 15th will fall on a payday. So that'll be less that I have to go in that month, but then I actually pay on the bills and it gives it kind of keeps it top of mind, making sure that everything's on the up and up and it gives me an opportunity to track it. And then, uh, I check my net worth on a monthly basis, usually the first at the first of the month, I'll wait for the, the markets to close, kind of see how, the mutual funds and stuff we're doing. See if they went up or down. They've been kind of on a roller coaster this year. But I, I try not to think about it every day. I just kind of look at it at the first, and it's just a number, right? It's just kind of a scorecard going forward, as we've talked about on some of the other episodes. And I also credit check my credit monitoring, right? I actually pay for a service because I did have a bad experience at one point. Uh, but you can actually go in every every four months and check one of your free credit reports. And this is a way to make sure that you know you only have accounts open that you're aware of, and that no one else is opening up accounts on your behalf. So it's just a good habit to get into. If you want to do it the free way, you can get a free credit report and you can just pull one of your reports every four months. That way, every four months you're checking it. Um, I'm Like I said, I, I do it on a monthly basis and I have alerts and stuff set up as well, just in case something happens. I just, I just take extra precaution. I kind of see it as an insurance going forward. And then finally, on my credit cards and such, I actually take advantage of a lot of them will set, let you set limits. Like if it spends more than $100, it'll send you an email saying, hey, you just spent more than 100 bucks." So I like to do that just to make sure that there's no big ticket items going through. A lot of times the credit cards will, companies will work very well with you. If, if there's been some fraud in your account, they'll help you through that. Um, and of course, you're not going to be responsible. Some of them say, I think you're responsible for the first $50, but I've never had to pay that going forward when there's been a fraud on my account. Typically what happens is they say, hey, are you making this charge? I'll say no. They say, fine, we're cutting off the card. We'll send you a new one. And it's, it's usually that simple. They understand how fraud is. And they usually work with you pretty well. That's why I've stuck mainly with the credit cards I have is because they've been so good to us when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, But you definitely want to check your credit report to make sure that new accounts, people aren't opening up credit cards on your behalf without you even knowing it. So in recap, money tools. There's lots of ways to... Keep track of your money, the spending plan probably being the most important one. That way you can kind of see how money's coming in and out and you can break it down by category so you can kind of have targets on how you want to spend your money, how much is coming in, how much you want to target on that. There's lots of ways you can pay your bills. You can do some automation, charge it to a credit card and then pay those off when they become due. You can do it through bank drafts. Um, if you want, if you feel comfortable attaching your you know checking account to to someone else's account personally i don't feel comfortable but that is certainly an option you can do you can use bill pay a lot of the banks today you can use their bill pay go online set up your accounts in there and then you just type in the amount you want to send and what date you can schedule them it's very nice they'll actually take care of it for you once you've scheduled it or they'll even cut a check in some cases if the other 
if the other business doesn't have ACH all set up. Or you can do it the old school way. You can sit at your kitchen table with your checkbook and, and take your bills and write checks for them or maybe even take out cash and go pay them in person. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you if you definitely want to get a good idea of how money is flowing through, I, I highly recommend you do one of those. Of course, you don't want to be late on any of your bill pays either. Take advantage of a lot of the rewards that are out there. There's uh, there's interest earned on savings and checking accounts. There's also cash rewards that you can do or on points or miles on credit cards. So make sure you're paying attention to that. Just don't take any credit card. Make sure you're going to get one that's also going to work with you and maybe give you something a little back at the end. Maybe go out there and look at all the apps to help you track your money, like Mint. Uh, there, there's a lot of good apps out there that will help you do that. If you have a comfort level for that, you know, do some research. And, you know, the easiest thing is going to be to make it as easy as possible, right? So you, whatever system is going to work for you, whatever you're going to do that's going to keep you kind of in a process of constantly checking. And you need to make that as simple as possible. Otherwise, you won't do it, right? If it's too complicated... You simply won't do it. And then I kind of went over my system, the way I like to do things. I, I'm, a, I'm a Gen X guy, so I, I remember a world before the internet, and now we're in a world without it. So I, there, I'm kind of hybrid in between on the way I like to do things. There's a lot of things I'd like to use cash for, and there's a lot of people that look at me funny when I say that I use cash because you know, cash is kind of going away. I don't know if cash is going away anytime soon, but we'll find out. Hey, that's what I got for you today. What is your money system? How do you like to t approach money? How do you like to track it? How's your spending plan? How do you do all this? I'd love to hear your feedback on this. You can reach out to me at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me on LinkedIn at Sean Townley. And of course, my website, seantownley.com. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Townley Money Basics. Goodbye, world.